on the last episode of Dice Funk. I founded the Black Hearts to find a way to reconcile our feelings and to end sacrifice among our people. I had the idea to bolster our forces by stealing Modron from the Temple of Primus, and it succeeded, but the cost was very high. I intend for us to get this ship airborne, take the fight to the Black Hearts, and kill my family. I multiclassed into Wizard. But you do remind me very much of my mentor, Welch the Blue. She is a, a witch of just incredible power, and she taught all of us magic. Yes, I'm from a small town underground in the Underdark. Actually, not far from Calypsia, where Joan is from. Using Doing find familiar to uh, get Joe back. Remember that thing that almost ate you when you were on the, had that chain around you? But it occurs to you now, it would be a lot easier to keep everyone from leaving if it was only one monster mm. who stretched from one end of Lorelei to the other. Let's go to the police first. You see Kenku, you see gnomes, you see orcs. You actually see Drow, Bullywugs, and even Kuatoa. The Kuatoa are, they're all mumbling to themselves. Oh, kind of actually the same noises, maybe even. A poster which says, Wanted for murder and piracy. And then pictures of your entire group. I think maybe he would he would try to signal the Zavala. You see Sherry, the moss heart, twitching and pulsing on her shoulder like some macabre parrot. What they did was use Joan's fortune as a, an aristocrat in her society to purchase prisoners and to sacrifice them to Lolf. That the Temple of Primus is not just a church to a one god, but actually a repository of powerful, magical, and religious artifacts. Do you have any idea what that thing in the water is? It really likes blood. Are you in? Are you going to rob the biggest church in Lorelei and steal their most powerful artifact in the region? If I have to. How do I sound? Sound good. Small. Oh. Crystal well, that's clear. That's true. <laughs> Lauren, are you real small? Because <laughs> I've only seen like pictures of you, but never in person. So I don't know how tall I am compared to you. I'm 5'4". Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> So so I was re- I was recording trash sound today, which was fun. Okay, my voice. Were you was this you going around to dumpsters and just like recording any natural noise, or were you like interfering with the dumpsters? Did you provoke them? Okay, so I was recording an assault on a dumpster in which you know they were being mildly smacked with things in order to elicit sounds. You know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Hold on. Were you filming Stomp? <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, Will you were you filming Bring the Funk, Bring the Noise? I if I had any sense of taste, I would have thrown up in my mouth twice at that statement. Dang. Whoa. Controversial. Whoa, I loved Stomp when I was in elementary school. I'm personally offended. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I like that line like I, I, I love that thing when I was in elementary school. <laughs> I'm 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 a, I'm a trash baby. Wow. Um, 
we were talking before we started recording about maybe doing a holiday special for, I mean, it would never fit in, but it was a possibility. And the only outcome of that is the gang sinks Christmas. <laughs> like nothing else fits. Yeah. Well, it, it could be worse. We could do like the, the obligatory made cafe episode, which is not going to oh, happen. Oh God, please. <laughs> Are we just going to turn this into Oren host club? Yes. I'm still waiting for the clip show. <laughs> we we could we, we we could also go ahead and just call the Zazamanga drop yo and just you know just okay. go on. With I, that quit, line. I quit. I <laughs> quit. <laughs> we did it, guys. I told you we could. <laughs> it took what sixty hours? How much of this show have we made? Too much <laughs> is the answer. Christ on a cracker. Where do we start? <laughs> Sorry about the show, everyone. Uh, <laughs> the, act, the actual narrative starts now. Uh, Drop is on the Zavala in mm-hmm. in a cabin below deck. He has his shirt off. Sherry comes into the room. Uh, saxophone. Because, because why not? Uh, <laughs> there's no way I can do this. <laughs> no, she really does come in the room, and she has like a bandolier of syringes and uh, various vials and whatnot, and begins a- right. applying ointment to his reopened chest wound. <laughs> we have established was very minorly re-injured when he slapped into the water. It's not a big deal. Is this uh, unguent that she's applying? Of, of what kind of texture would you describe it? Is it like slippery? Is it kind of oily, maybe? Before I started this, I was like, Johnny wants to say unguent. I can feel it. <laughs> I would like to believe that it's chunky somehow, oh, yeah. but you can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was creamy, but now that you said chunky, like I can't get it out of my head that it's chunky. So I guess yes. it's just... it can be cre- it can be creamy and chunky. Haven't you ever had, like, haven't you ever opened up, like, you know, ricotta cheese that's kind of gone off? It's separated? Oh. Yeah, like a sour cream. Yeah. What are we talking about? Um. <laughs> all, I know is, all I know is last season I got put on the spot to invent a bunch of her root names. <laughs> so stick with me here. Johnny wants a little flavor text. Maybe I'll do that. Hold on. Let me get Sherry's voice real quick. <clears throat> Hey, y'all. <laughs> is this happening? Yeah, no. She she just applies some fucking ointment. I thought we confirmed that it was chunky peanut butter. <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> Holy shit, we're six minutes in and all that's happened is a dog has rubbed oil oh on God. you. <laughs> that there's a gas leak in my room apparently <laughs> christ almighty someone else want to dm this one i'm feeling frisky oh my god i'm like literally dying <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know what it is <laughs> it's that fucking alolan persian that got revealed <laughs> that they just stapled a blue garfield head <laughs> onto an oh existing god. pokemon and said it's a new pokemon <laughs> All right, come on, stick stick with me, Austin. Stick with me here. The anthropomorphized dog is rubbing spoiled ricotta cheese on me. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe suspended in like a kind of yogurt. Oh god. She tells you that it, you'll be fine, you big baby. Suck it up. Like <laughs> this will keep it from getting infected, but it like barely bled. Come on. That's really all I I wanted. If I was going to drop in the ocean again, then this this would be a problem. As you say that, uh, from uh, from behind her, the door she came in, it cracks open, 
And at first you're like, that was weird. And then you actually see scuttling across the floor is the moss heart, which walks across the floor over to a cabinet and starts, it just opens that and starts rearranging bottles in there with its little stick hands. Okay, I'm going to motion at the moss heart and ask Dr. Sherry, listen, <laughs> is, is, is that sentient? Like, th- does it have, oh, I don't know, memory? Uh, that, it's, that's me. That's, that's mine. <laughs> uh, oh, you know it tried to stab me, right? Well, we left it at, in the forest to guard that portal. You shouldn't have been fussing with the portal, son. I'll keep that in mind next time. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> that's what people keep telling me. <laughs> so she gives you some uh, bandages or whatever. I want to ask uh, Sherry a moment while she's mm-hmm. giving the bandages before we move on with the plot. Mm-hmm. I want to say, uh, Doctor, <laughs> I don't suppose you have any uh, particular academic knowledge about any kind of mm, brain problems? Bra- uh, brain problems? Are, I, are you stupid? No, if, if someone... If if someone were to see things or hear things that that weren't there, uh, would you have any kind of professional opinion on that? Sounds like you're bedeviled. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe. What if I were? That sounds more like you want a priest than a doctor. I can help if you if you hit your head. If you got some stupid brain. Would you happen to know, I mean, most assuredly, uh, we are heading to Mykonos right now. There'd be there'd be priests at the temple, wouldn't there? All the priests in the Temple of Primus are Modron, and they ain't much for, for talking or praying. They just kind of walk around. They're right. very simple creatures. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's another temple in the city. Mykonos, I hear, is, is relatively large. They have a, a whole temple district. Oh, I'll I'll have to see that if I get any spare time. Thank you, Doctor. The moss heart rings Sherry a towel, and she wipes her hands off. (laughs) And uh, that's weird. That's a totally weird thing that you just witnessed. (laughs) I'm going to, like, wave at the moss heart. (laughs) Kind of just, like, really, you know, like, not like, oh, hey, buddy, it's great to see you again, but sort of like, are we cool? (laughs) It doesn't have the capability of hissing, but if it did, it, its body language suggests that it would hiss at you, and it scuttles back over to Sherry, climbs up her, and perches on her shoulder. All right. Thumbs up. <laughs> uh, after that charming interaction, Leah enters the room with some uh, blueprints, some floor plans for the Temple of Primus, which you have tentatively agreed mm-hmm. to consider robbing for the greater good. Infil- infiltrate. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. For the audience, the Temple of Primus is kind of set out like a big cross. Think of it as like intersecting lines. Um, I'm going to show the group in the roll 20. Even though this is for my eyes only. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the group knows, but they can't act on it immediately. Yeah, that's a cross. Yeah. There are four main wings, each one dedicated to the art and history of one of the main races of Lorelei. The north wing is the Drow. The east wing is the Kenku. The south wing is the orcs, and the west wing is the gnomes. Uh, and she tells you that where they meet in the middle is the repository where all the very powerful and valuable artifacts are kept. If you have any other particular questions, she can try to answer them for you. But that's the basic layout. It's a pretty simple building. 
Well, um, first of all, are the only ways in, presumably, are there entrances in each one of the wings? Yep. There's an entrance and exit in each of the wings. It's like she said at the end of the last episode, it's not just a church. It is uh, Mm -hmm. just like a monument to order and law. That's why it's symmetrical. That's why it is like almost species agnostic because Modron don't need to worship. They're just like perfect beings of programming. So it's an inviting to other species so that they might accept uh, Primus's teachings of ultimate law and order. So do we know who's responsible for creating the Modron? Primus. Like Primus is the name of the deity, and all Modron are actually just, they're like cells of him, essentially. Okay. All right. I see. It's a hive mechanism. <laughs> He's basically just like the perfect program. It's not quite a hive mind so much as they're all just programmed to, to be perfect. Are you trying to get all D&D steampunk up in here? These are literally all canon. I have invented none of this. <laughs> really? I didn't know Primus was canon. Yep. It just seems like a name that you might add to this campaign. I'm going to be honest, that it did that did occur to me. But no, Primus, every, everything so far, except for the Moss Heart, is D&D. Okay. All right. Um, how many floors is the temple? Just the one. It's a pretty tall building, mm-hmm. but it only needs the one because it's got a pretty sparse selection of art. It's got like paintings and sculptures, and it has historical documents and stuff of each of the main races. And that's kind of it, because they don't require, like, pews or, you know, altars or anything. Right. And probably not any other way in, like, from the roof or underground, say. Uh, She says she never tried underground, but they broke in through the roof when they did it, and she hears that they have since reinforced that. So it's Mm. not off the table, but it's probably going to be harder than it was (laughs) ten years ago when she did it. Would underground be an option? I mean, what's what's the sewage system in Mykonos like? And for that matter, would the flooding interfere with that? That is an amazing question. She does not have the most up-to-date information for you, but she tells you that the sewage system in Mykonos is that it's a city of canals, so everyone basically is just... They're all nasty boys. They're all nasty boys? <laughs> what, 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 what does that mean? Like, like the uh, WWF I'm looking for, like, architectural team? and, like, city planning here, and you're like, mm, yes, they're all nasty boys. <laughs> you know how in medieval times people just threw their junk out the window into the street? Oh, yeah. So you mean it's, it's, it's a dirty-ass street? Well, except they're canals. Okay, so it's a dirty-ass river. Yeah. All right. There isn't like there isn't like underground sewers the way we think of them in like fantasy or like JRPG <laughs> terms. Right, right, right. But she like literally hasn't checked under the temple, so who, she has no idea if there is anything under there. It's a possibility. Okay, maybe I'll just scope the area once we get there and see if there's anything uh, mm-hmm. that jumps out at me. <laughs> Leon just put something without context that appears to relate to wrestling. Are those nasty boys? It looks boys? like they're nasty boys. <laughs> those are the nasty boys. <laughs> I didn't know that was a real thing. Yes, they're very clear about who they are. Oh, it's a very tiny picture. This episode is just like, woo! <laughs> it's been, there's been so much tragedy over the last couple of episodes. It's okay to have a funny one. Yeah. But you've gotten, so the plans to the Temple of Primus. You've got medical treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got some questions about the Moss Heart answered. Is there anything else you want before we switch scenes? Because they seem to be pretty open and receptive and cooperative. I just want to I just want to ask about like the crowds of the temple, like what what times of day it's it seems to be most packed, you know, like are they open 24 hours a day or are they closed at night? They they are closed at night. They they keep very precise hours. Uh 
right it's it's kind of their whole thing uh they actually don't get much foot traffic because it's like it's not a crazy exciting place to be mm-hmm. like and also you don't get anything for worshiping primus like right. primus wants you to fulfill your societal role your function and do what you're supposed to and that's it <laughs> it's not like one of the cool religions where you like go to church on sunday and then you get stuff right he's not like follow your dreams yo he's no. all like Go pick up that poop because you're supposed to. <laughs> Everyone has a place. Everyone has a purpose. Do your purpose and everything will be cool. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't really gotten deep into anyone's doctrines, but Primus is one of those guys who's like so simple because he's just a programmed man and he wants everyone to be that. So that sounds like a really high concept. Yes, album, The Programmed Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, well, then I'm going to take the opportunity. I think I've asked just about all I need to ask about this. So I'm going to take the opportunity. Uh, how long until we get there? Boo-boo. <laughs> was that nice? That was just like a little a little drum fill at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, since you you don't have to go against the water, mm-hmm. um, you're actually going to beat the Violet One there. The problem is that seeing an airship over the city will immediately ra- rouse the entire thing into a defensive and probably aggressive posture so they're going to circle around drop you off outside and then you can walk in Mm -hmm. as opposed to the violet one which just pulled up and jumped out all right so you probably are actually you're going to get there first but then you're gonna have to do a bunch of extra stuff so it's probably gonna be about even okay um then i think i'm going to take the remaining time we have to to meditate i guess i should ask if they have anything like I, i suppose i should ask them like do you have any supplies that you might be able to furnish me uh yeah sure we got we got medical we got food what do you need? I'm I'm okay for I guess medical and food, and I still have my explorers pack on me. I got a nice chewing bone. It's a little <laughs> nibbled on this side, but you can have the rest of it. I can I can break half. You want half? Uh, that's awfully kind of you, but I I think I'll be okay. What about some manner of concealment? You want us to make you invisible? Amber was the sorcerer. I I fix people. Lita fixes things, and Fox punches. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm afraid you're going to have to look elsewhere for the magic. A, a cloak or disguise or something, then, maybe? <laughs> I was just going to say that it probably wouldn't fit me, because I think I imagine that Sherry and I have differing physiques. Yeah, she's very dog. <laughs> yeah, so that that really didn't seem like much of an option. Or hyena, I guess. Um, I mean, everyone on this ship is totally different shaped than you. All right, then I guess I'll uh, spend the rest of our time approaching the city, meditating, and gaining back my key. And also you'll be getting perception and insight advantage for the rest of the day because I assume you're going to meditate with your... With with Deep Blue. The quarterstaff. Which sounds, weirdly enough, like another high-concept yes album. Yeah. All right, so Drop does that in preparation to arrive in Mykonos, where you guys already are. You're in the police station. You've just walked in. You see that the reception desk is deserted, which is weird. This is the kind of thing that is usually manned 24 hours. There's a wanted poster with all your faces on it. Uh, what do you guys do? I'm just going to crouch behind the desk. So you walk around the <laughs> desk and then crouch behind it. No, from the side I'm already on. Elisa sort of rubs his head a bit and lets out a long size like well at least those drawings don't really look like us <laughs> get down so they can't see you the person we're supposed to meet is in here <laughs> supposedly wait who are we meeting true i'm saying very 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 quiet so no one else can hear me talk. <sighs> okay the audience still needs to hear you leon <laughs> 
Elias just sort of turns uh, and sort of just says out loud, Detective Detective Carter? You don't receive any response. Is no one here? I'm, 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 I'm trying to speak up, but like Violet is whispering so light so that no one around will be able to know she's Yeah, here. it's called a stage whisper. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, just letting you know. Hey, you know you can stage whisper fairly loud. I know, and still I know. I, get the I point just... across. Oh gosh, is this the Dunk on Leon episode? The area looks pretty beaten, like strewn about and 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 trying to disarray. Correct. I would say investigation. All right. Anybody who wants to investigate. That is a specialty of mine. It is not. Is not one of mine. I think he's gonna crawl out from behind the desk. A twenty-five on the investigation. Okay, no one else needs to roll. Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just gonna stop typing. Elias is like out of the way, losers. I'm about to investigate this shit. Never mind. Detective Elias is on the case here, motherfucker. (laughs) He just goes into Sherlock vision. Okay. I'm trying to even justify a twenty-five. Like it's so good that I have to make up new stuff for you to find. Because just giving you what you would normally find isn't sufficient for that role. You you invent the concept of fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys start walking around, led by Elias and his sharp eyes, and you find, A, nobody appears to be in this part of this police station. So one, th- one thing at a time, you guys walk through the reception area, back to the part where the you know police and detectives congregate, like desks for paperwork and um, such, and there's just nobody there. Uh, Elias is very careful in his investigation, so he's not loud or anything, but he does find a couple of things very worth noting. One is that all of the detective desks have like little name plates mm. and the one that says detective Carter on it is covered in flowers. I'm trying to characterize this without giving it away. You know how like people put flowers on graves? Oops. I gave it, yes. I gave it away. Yeah. Elias just sort of takes a moment, pauses, looks at the flowers and like, Oh, think we need to look here a bit further before he approaches, not really cautiously. I mean, it's not like this is going to be a jump scare here or anything like that. It's not... It'd be great. We're not at the spook station. This is supposed to be like the police station, you know? Right. Uh, so Elias approaches the desk, kind of circles around it, and just sort of sees if there are any drawers that can be open on and such yeah with your 25 to investigate the police station you're going to get like everything basically yeah so i mean it's clear from the state of the desk that uh you guys have arrived too late and detective carter is no longer on this plane anymore which i think is probably a good time to reveal something about this campaign in general which is okay that of the four areas you had to explore it may seem as though they're all just kind of static missions waiting for you to pick them <laughs> from a menu yeah but actually all of them are and were in motion. So, for example, you guys showed up. The first place you went to, for example, was the Ragged Woods. You showed up right as the plants were starting to attack. Mm-hmm. Like, only one or two people died. You nipped that in the bud. Uh, if you had gone there a second or third, maybe the whole woods would have been full. And you, people would have been, like, cowering in fortified buildings. And if you had gone there last, maybe the town would have been an overrun. And Vinny's family would be dead or dying. Okay. So, oh, no. that's a thing to think about. Tiger Mountains, you guys went there second. So the orcs had abandoned the base uh, for a camp. If you had gone there first, maybe you had would have got there in time to see the Guy-Tusk power struggle uh, and taken part in that. And if you had gone there last, uh, maybe Guy would have started sending orcs back to check on the base and they would have been getting slaughtered by the spectator. <laughs> and that would have been a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to Mykonos. Detective Carter was a character with wants and dreams and a family. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you brutally murdered him. We were past the halfway point. Mm -hmm. So the consequences for all the choices from the first half are now starting to come home to roost. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch more. I'm just making you aware of. I'm not picking on you. Uh This is the way this whole thing is designed. And if anyone listening like wants to run Lorelei or something like those are things to keep in mind. Which, of course, brings us to the fact that I think you guys left the Cascades to last because it seemed the most dangerous. That's a choice. <laughs> That's a choice you made. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, Violet says, okay, there's no one here, so I guess I can talk like normal. Just closes her snout gently. <laughs> I mean, Elias wasn't done investigating. I, I assume he just pushes past you <laughs> to keep investigating. <laughs> okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's in he's in full on Sherlock mode, uh-huh. and dominating this detective room is a giant board. I'm gonna say there's red string because of course there is mm-hmm. all over this board, and it appears that prior to abandoning this place, uh, they were all working on a big case, and you see all these victims connected by this string on this board, all of course tasteful charcoal drawings because photographs don't exist of a bunch of people who have been murdered, and as you as Elias pours over this stuff with his 25 he's able to piece it all 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 together everyone who's been murdered was a very important or influential or rich or connected person gender doesn't seem to to be a factor race doesn't seem to be a factor like every race every gender is getting killed also it seems to be there's been one murder every day for months and of course you guys left this for third so it bodies have been piling piling up um and at some point the detectives literally just quit partially because they just weren't making any headway and partially because the first people to get murdered were the council of Mykonos who paid the police salary. (laughs) And so now they're gone. Oops. So everyone just left. Um, And as far as these murders go, the thing that connects them all besides the victims is that all of them appear to have been killed by a single dagger strike Mm. uh, with a poison blade. Although they all died from the stab and not the poison. Okay. So there's another there's an alternate version of this campaign where you guys showed up in time and were not wanted murderers and you took part in a cool like serial killer chase. That's not this one, but okay. you've definitely found the remnants of another quest. Okay. So so you so you're saying there may in fact be some sort of I don't know, some sort of parallel universe shenanigans here. Got it. Yeah. Violet's last reward. That's what this is going to be. That's a super deep cut for all my visual novel fans out there. <laughs> but if you have any questions about uh, what, what Elias has found, now's the time because it's all laid out in front of you and he is picking up on it at this moment. Elias, explain what you're looking at because <laughs> I don't get it. I just see string and and then Violet takes the string around her horn. No, no, no. <laughs> the, he pushes Violet. Uh, no, you're not. No, this is important or at it's least red. it was important. It's not important anymore. I feel like I should be able to take the string. You have no way of knowing that it's not important anymore, Violet. You, you don't even understand you it. You were using the past tense, so. I, I don't know if it's not important anymore, but you certainly don't, Violet. Violet's a real stickler for grammar. Violet, don't ruin the paper mache or you'll get murdered. That's fair. Okay, I'm going to find something else to put around my horn then, and Violet sort of like walks away. Uh, So that's the bulk of the police station investigated they're still like holding cells in an evidence place (laughs) an evidence place (laughs) it's it's not like a modern evidence locker that's very well guarded they kind of just throw shit in there a big old cardboard box that says lost and found on it (laughs) it's the drugs and swords room (laughs) okay 
Uh, Violet looks for <laughs> drugs. No, um, no, no. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't do much. <laughs> I'm waiting on you guys. You're standing in the middle of this. Uh, it's like the what is it called? I almost said ball pit. That's not right. Bullpen. Do you mean bullpen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a ball wait, pit. Wait, wait, Austin. Can wait. it be a ball pit? <laughs> yeah. I would like to roll for it to be a ball pit. I don't know what. If I roll you crit, for just roll a raw d20. If you crit, it's a ball pit. Damn, I only got a three. <laughs> Two. Uh, it is. It is so not a ball pit. No. It's... Balls have never been here. All right, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, Violet, Violet um doesn't understand what's going on, so she she has nothing to add at this time. Oh, they're like like interrogation rooms. This is kind of medieval, so they just they just interrogate people in cells. And this isn't a prison, it's a oh. police department. So there's like drunk tanks in a couple cells. Are there closed doors? Yeah, to the evidence room and to the cells. Violet goes into the evidence room. <laughs> well, I will say this, Vinny. We might have struck at least a small bit of good fortune through all this. What's that? Given that there is no police force and no one to pay anyone any rewards, it would seem that the bounty that is on our heads would be worthless to enforce at this time unless i don't know someone was just out to kill people randomly for chuckles i suppose glitter gold put out the bounty yeah no, Gl- glitter gold put out the bounty and they're still around yeah it's an extrajudicial matter mm. it's become privately sourced <laughs> yeah what it, what is in the evidence room because violet has totally gone violet ahead. you push that door open with your big old snooter and in there you see yeah. a bunch of boxes like on the wall like metal boxes lockers that's the word yeah and uh they appear to be locked because that because they're lockers and that is their nature okay violet tries to break them all open all right uh strength i mean i in theory <laughs> strength yeah i've got that <laughs> that's the thing i do <laughs> 12 which is not great i mean it's better than average but i don't know you run in and you just start headbutting lockers like a maniac <laughs> are balls gonna come pouring out of the locker everywhere uh, tribbles yeah. <laughs> Two hundred thousand pounds of tribbles you hear a crunch noise above your head mm-hmm. which isn't super good but you do manage to get one of them open and there is yeah. 50 gold pieces a bag of str- some strange powder oh god and half a sword guys i found and then violet looks around and says uh, I found powder and a sword. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pockets, you goofy fuck? I'm just playing. No, no. She explains what's in there. She has no. She she doesn't even understand the concept of money that well. <laughs> she explains what's in there, and then and then says, "I don't know what to do with it." And then she's done. Powder and a sword. There's powder and a sword, and uh, I want to say coins. If you guys are having this conversation, I assume one of you went to the other. And Elias, you see that the crack in Violet's horn is a little worse. Well, she, it was paper mache. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely wrecked it all up. God damn it, Violet. And there's a hole in it now. Violet, what did I tell you? <laughs> what? What was the one thing I asked? I genuinely do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> I said not to mess up your horn disguise. Oh, right, yeah. It, I kind of use it for everything, though. Oh, and all you have is a horn. Everything looks like a person to stab. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, well... Can I fix it? What I roll to fix it? Elias has mending. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. Elias just sort of like rubs his head a bit, asks Violet to stay still for one minute. No, no, stay, st- no, <laughs> still, one minute. Fine. And he casts uh, mending to repair the fake horn, but he can't fix the re- he can't fix the real horn. 
but you can't yeah. fix the fake horn. Correct, Amundo. Right. Would cure wounds work on the horn? Uh, no, it appears to be uh, magical and not uh, biological in nature, this wound. Um, but Violet made a heck of a racket smashing into lockers. That's what she does. And you guys are like hyper aware of that as you start hearing sounds outside the police station. Just kind of like a general ruckus. Um, you came here like under cover of night. So it's early morning, which is a weird time for a ruckus. Oh shit, we caused a ruckus. Uh, okay, um, before we leave, Elias checks the evidence room that Violet was in and quickly just appraises the sword to see if there's anything that seems odd about it, special about it, or, heck, if it even possibly has some latent magic in it. <laughs> Are you rolling for that? Uh, yeah, I'll be rolling for Arcana. 14 on the check there. Nah, it seems like a broken sword that they confiscated in like some kind of mm-hmm. drug bust or something. Can I investigate the powder? Yeah. Rolled an 18. Let me think of a cool medieval drug name. (laughs) (laughs) Violet eats the powder. No, I was going to hide it in my bag. No, Violet eats the powder. Violet eats the powder. No, Violet, those are my drugs. Uh, Austin, call it Night Dust. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good name. I was was thinking of, like, the Devil Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Do I I have to roll something to survive the devil sugar or what? Constitution saving throw, my dude. Okay. Okay. Oh, I get plus four for constitution saving. Oh my god, it's a unicorn cocaine orgy. (laughs) (laughs) Great band name. Twelve. So here's the thing. You have a poison immunity, so you're like, this will do literally nothing. Yeah. But you feel weird. (laughs) You feel pretty weird. You have the, you have a striving urge to listen to the fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the sound of the other room, you hear "Dark Side of the Moon" and the Wizard of Oz syncing up. <laughs> You're like, "Damn, that sounds tight." Let me check that out. <laughs> I think you do start having audio hallucinations. You start hearing like noises. Okay, Violet says, "Ah, ah, frogs." <laughs> okay, I guess they're frog noises now. Yeah. This I, is what happens when you take too many drugs at one time, Violet. There's never too many. <laughs> Does no one else hear frogs? Violet, where are the frogs coming from? I want to say they're coming from inside the unicorn. <laughs> they're coming from inside of her. The call is coming from inside the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would like to think at this point, Violet does not handle this particularly well and just starts thrashing around and runs very quickly out out of the uh, police station. Like she just bolts out. Constitution saving throw to to keep your wits about you enough to do this correctly. Sure. Because there's a lot of desks you have to run by. That's true. I thought this was supposed to be the Sleepy Boy episode. What's going on here? We all just did a bunch of whippets. 13. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, you, you knock over a desk on your way out. Okay. Which actually, yeah, you're not going to over an entire desk. It doesn't stop you because you're in a drug rage. Sure. It's a new kind of barbarian feat you just earned. It's called a drug <laughs> rage. Um, and that, right. that desk goes flying and smashes into the wall, uh-huh. which in addition to your locker sm- smashing, mm-hmm. uh, it's just been, you've made so much ruckus in here. Yeah. And the rest of the party, as they watch you go, hears a muffled voice from behind the door that goes to the cells. The only other door no one checked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you're about to, but then she ate all the drugs. What is the muffled voice? Oh, okay. Minnie's gonna open it. Well, the door or open, like, is there, like, a slide we can open to see through it? 
without opening the door itself, like a little eye, an eye hole thing. Wait, I thought it was like a like a door to a room with cells in it, not like just a cell. Hmm, that's a good question. I think it's just a normal ass door because the doors on the other side are the ones with the locks and slots and stuff. I was just making yeah. sure. Yeah. No, <clears throat> I'm being a jerk. Violet is outside, just sort of running in circles, singing uh, "We We Built the City" by Starship. Hey, so I'm really proud of all of you for like triple splitting this party. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Johnny. We'll never hear your voice again. I know. Um, Violet, you run out into the street and you see what appears to be the source of the ruckus, which is a, a small but slowly gaining steam mob mm-hmm. that is harassing a couple of Kuatoa on a corner. Okay. Uh, back in the police station, Elias, you open the door. Mm-hmm. All right. You open the door and you see there's a hallway and down on each side of the hallway, there's a bunch of cells, pretty simple, pretty stock standard drunk tanks. Um, and from the farthest one, you hear the voice again, not so muffled because it's not on the other side of a thick door. And you hear a voice say, stop all that criming. <laughs> no, you stop the criming. Elias <laughs> uh, just sort of walks towards the voice and says to Vinny, do, do, do you want to check on Violet or should I check on Violet? You talk to this crimey guy. I'm, I should. I, I know how to handle her. No, you are the crime. <laughs> you are the crime. Uh, Elias walks to the door where the voice is coming from and looks through it to see who might be there. Uh, inside the cell, which is locked, you see suspended from a chain that is attached to the ceiling a cube uh you've seen so far modrons that are spheres Mm -hmm. they're just perfect little balls and they have little legs little arms and one eye no mouth this guy is very similar in that he is a metal man with little arms little legs but instead of a sphere he is a cube and instead of one eye he has two eyes and a mouth he is also beat all to shit it looks like he has been smashed bolted back together smashed taped back together smashed and then stapled back together (laughs) And whatever chain is hanging up from the ceiling is also attached to him. Mm-hmm. And they've, it has been used to like ensnare his limbs and t- leave him dangling upside down from the top of the cell. But he says again, no crimes. This is a crime-free zone. Oh. Elias, fix that boy. I'm going to go find Violet. Oh. Uh... And then Vinny runs away. Elias sort of checks the cell. It is locked. Um. Identify yourself, crime boy. I I have not. I've yet to commit a crime, as far as you know. <laughs> Sorry, that's just real confidence inspiring. I have not committed any crimes that you can prove. <laughs> if you if you want, I can help you out of your predicament there. But I'll need assurance that you won't arrest me as soon as you have access to your own limbs if you have not committed any crimes then you have nothing to fear from me <laughs> security unit designation swift justice <laughs> well mr justice i believe i might be able to help you out of this uh situation do you know where the keys are for the cells the keys are kept with the chief officer on duty mm, right uh just one moment then and Eliason proceeds to Take out his uh, thieves' tools <laughs> <laughs> and get to work on cracking open the cell to help uh, Mr. Justice. Is that crime? <laughs> no, I'm helping you. 
Okay. Out in the street, Lavinia, you've exited the police station and you see Violet, I guess, running around in circles. Yes, but once once she, once she notices the mob, uh, just to double check, Kuatoa are the fish monsters, right? Kuatoa are fish people. There are people who are also fish. That's like their whole okay. thing in okay. a nutshell. <laughs> there, are, there are, You said there are two of them and a big mob is after them? Uh, yeah, they're sitting on the ground. They are doing their thing, which is like holding out uh, buckets for food or money and muttering and mumbling in whatever their language is. And kind of like just the same phrase. You don't know what it means, but they just keep saying it. And the people around them are just like, mm-hmm. stop, stop saying that. What are you doing? Leave our city. Go back to where you came from. Is it in fish language? Violet, Violet has a problem with this. And she, she like sort of like marches towards the crowd and says, get away from those trout. <laughs> uh, intimidation? Yeah, I guess. All right. Oh, 12. <laughs> a couple of the people who seemed less committed to the mob, like look at each other and were like, eh, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. And they leave. Okay. But you don't get rid of all of them. You hear one of them, a gnome, say to another one, hey, it, aren't, isn't Glitter Gold looking for a talking horse? Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Vinny's gonna Vinny's gonna run up to Violet and say she's not a talking horse. I'm a horse ventriloquist. <laughs> deception. I'm gonna roll deception. Yeah. This is brilliant. And I rolled a twenty-one. Oh, so good! Oh my god, this is brilliant. I'm enjoying myself here. She rolled a twenty-one. Let's 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 acknowledge that that, that was a hell of a roll. Yeah, one of the gnomes starts clapping, and a couple other ones join in, and they mutter, and most of them walk off. One stops turns back and tosses vinia gold piece thank okay. you i am very proud of my craft when they leave violet yells at them and says yeah better get out of here you are the crime <laughs> and that's it see i'm so good at it <laughs> I, I didn't address this last episode but the cloak that vinnie's using to hide her hair is actually the old wizard costume or i guess outfit that ziggy used to wear before he switched to the naval uniform so <laughs> Just if you want that image. Also, you did get some spells at your level up we didn't talk about. Did you want to re- yes. read those? Are any of them horse ventriloquy? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I took um, message as a cantrip and shatter. So message just means you can uh, talk silently to someone who's within a certain distance of you. And shatter is that grenade-esque spell that Ziggy used to save Violet in the prequel episode. So it's a pretty pretty devastating spell. The Kuatoa, recognizing that you've saved them from a mob, look at you while they mumble whatever they're mumbling. Violet, Violet says, Trout, do you hear the frogs? You're also, like, <laughs> enjoy water. Oh god, so maybe... I forgot Violet was on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> How can you forget that? There's a lot going on. <laughs> okay. Do they re- do they respond to this? They just keep... Okay. Over and over and over. Okay. Violet, come with me. Okay. If you can show me where the frogs are. Um, the frogs are, the frogs are, they're not real frogs, but if you come with me. So they're toads. I'll pet your snout. Yeah, exactly. Come on, just come back. And I'm just going to walk her. Okay. I'm going to hold on to her mane and walk her back into the. She does that. Police station. All right. Uh, Sketch, do you want to roll for that lockpick? I sure can. Your your newly fixed and suddenly relevant lockpick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it good foresight of my part to actually have that thing ready to go. So let's see here. Sixteen. Hmm. Yep. After a couple moments, you pop it, and the the cell is open. And before you is a cube modron hanging from the ceiling by a chain. <laughs> uh, Elias sort of steps in, and Job kind of flies up to perch. <laughs> 
perch itself on Mr. Justice. <laughs> and Elias asks, are you in working order, sir? I am operational. <laughs> okay. Are you operational? Nominally, yes. Uh, Elias then just sort of checks to see how the chains are secured to the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, uh, it takes a minute, but you can get all that stuff undone. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to be a big deal. Right, it's just time and yeah. such. And uh, here or there, uh, I guess, in the time I'm analyzing the area around, I'm probably going to be using mending here and there to fix some of the more mundane cracks or imperfections on uh, Swift Justice's uh, <laughs> chassis, as it were. Mm-hmm. All right, so everyone's going to, I assume, gather at the cell. Let's cut over to drop real quick. It's me. Can I just uh, cast Comprehend Languages as a ritual while he's fixing the dude? So that by the time we come back, it'll be working? Yep. Cool. Well, I do that. So I guess Elias and Violet are going to have a conversation with the Smodron while Vinny plays a, a slow jam outside? <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm just jamming, you know. Careless Whisper, maybe? <laughs> no. No? Okay. No, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so let's cut over to drop. All right. The Zavala passed over Mykonos, went to the outskirts uh, where it won't, wouldn't be seen descending from the cloud line, and got as close to the ground as it could <laughs> before Lita says to you, I guess this is your stop. How How do I contact you when and if it all goes off well? That's a good question. We're going to go put the moss harp back in the forest. Uh, also, we make routine drops at the portal in the Tiger Mountains. Uh, so you could also run into us there. Those are the two places we're going to be. I'm not sure I'm, I'm welcome back there. Things got a little messy the last time we were in the neighborhood. Well, then it might be up to you to use whatever you find. If we're all working towards the same goal, then it shouldn't matter who, who does it. Okay, that's pretty vague, but I guess I'll see what I can do. I mean, is there? Any, do you have any questions? She's saying that there's probably something in the repository in the temple which can stop what's going on. And so if you figure it out, you don't need them. Yeah, but come on, it's never that easy. <laughs> nope, you walk in and there's a button, you push it, the campaign ends. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna look at everybody on the ship. Like, come on, we we know this, right? Like, <laughs> if it was easy, we would have done it by now. We're just, everyone's doing their best. Okay, so get to the temple, find the thing, mostly on my own. Yeah, you're going to have to freestyle jazz it from there. I told you the two places that you might run into us, but besides that... Okay, so that was regular drops at the Tiger Mountains and uh, the forest. Yeah, they're going back, because we got to stop. I don't know if this was clear. The Glitter Gold gets stuff out of that portal to make their ships. So if we're trying to keep all the stuff out of this plane... We can't let them get any more. We use the moss heart to guard it while we take all the stuff we find. We throw it in the other hole. Right, right. Okay. Okay. You don't have any other portals anywhere else? Just in case I can't make it to those two. She, ta she, she takes her clawed gauntlet and taps on her helmet in the eye region. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I, I see. One of those can't really talk about it things. So there probably are other portals around then. <laughs> that <sighs> okay all right go to the temple get the artifact freestyle jazz hell yeah satchmo baby <sighs> thanks for all your help hopefully i'll be alive the next time you see me 
How um how how high up is the uh, is the airship from the ground, Austin? At level four, monks get something called slow fall. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna need that. <laughs> okay, all right then. <laughs> um, are they like tossing a rope down, or is it just sort of like good luck? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill drop. Yeah, it's just for flavor. You're gonna jump a little higher than would be safe for anyone else. Yeah. But since you literally just in character got a thing that lets you survive this. Yeah, just to be, you know, cinematic. Give it a little bit of personality. Paint me a picture of the first time Drop perfects the slow fall technique. I like to think there's a montage of Shay trying to teach it to him. And just like, no, wrong, do it again. No, wrong, do it again. He keeps jumping off the monastery and rolling his ankle, landing in manure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Or, you know, like accidentally landing on carts Mm -hmm. and then like launching things in the air that like squish other people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, like constantly, constantly just just not being able to get it. And so he walks to the edge of the airship and kind of like, is it day or night at this point in time? Let's say dawn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, as the sunlight kind of comes pouring over the outskirts of of Mykonos and the the city is quiet and not everybody has kind of like, you know, gotten up and done their things yet. He takes one look down, just sort of like leans over the edge, takes a couple of steps back and says... I've seen this done before. (laughs) Here goes. Takes a couple of confident steps, stops right on the edge, and is just like, am I really going to do this? Ah, well, what's the worst that can happen? And then just kind of like pitches forward, like like a a caber falling. You guys know what a caber is? No. No. It's it's something that the Scots (laughs) like to toss. It's a big log, basically. It's a big old piece of good wood. Yeah, exactly. And he just pitches over the side of the ship, arms kind of like held close to him. Acrobatics check. 22. Dang. Superhero landing. Superhero landing. All right. For a brief moment, Drop is really proud of himself that he actually managed to do that successfully for the first time ever. And then he's sort of like, oh, but nobody was around to see. (laughs) There's a quick cut to Shay sitting in a smoky cave, just like, I think I just sensed something. Fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I mean, presumably I have a rough idea of where uh, this uh, Temple of Primus is, uh, yep. according to my position. Yep. It's in the exact center of the city as befitting a t- monument to balance. All right. Then I'm going to start making my way there as under the radar as I possibly can manage. So two checks to deal with this. Uh, one is perception, just to see if you notice anything uh, going through. And okay. two is investigation, if you want to case the place or if you just want to stroll in. Okay, so perception is a 17. And yeah, I do want to check the, the outskirts. You know, like, I'm interested to know if there's any, mm-hmm. say, like, underground way in, if there are catacombs or something like that, or anything that looks like it might be an easier way in than just walking through the door. And that'll be investigation, which is not my strongest suit. Yeah, that's not my strongest suit at all. So perception of 17, (laughs) investigation of one. That's not great. So as you walk through the streets of Mykonos, you definitely notice in this early morning, there's a lot more activity than you think would be Mm -hmm. uh, just for people going to work. There's a lot of people just wandering around with like hopeless looks in their eyes. There's people just, just drinking full bottles of liquor in broad daylight. 
Um, there's people weeping openly. Somebody runs up and grabs you and just goes, you got any cheese? And then, <laughs> and then just runs off again without waiting for an answer. The city is waking up and it is, it's a bit of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for your 17 for perception, you notice that. And also that maybe you're being followed. Oh yeah. You don't know you're wanted, obviously, and you don't really look anything like you're drawing, both because I think the drawing of you has a sword and you have a quarterstaff, mm-hmm. like most prominently, and also they just didn't get a super good look at you because you kind of kept a low profile, but you think you might be being followed. Uh, your investigation is so low, not really worth dignifying. I could make up something bad, but I think the being followed is the more interesting choice here. Okay, So. okay. Then I guess I'm going to try and pop some stealth, see if I can... If I have the feeling that I'm being followed, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and lose him. All right. All right. Stealth me. 25. Jesus Christ. You're like, I can't investigate worth shit, but try to find me, ho. <laughs> <laughs> you you just clamber up the side of a building, leap off into a hay bale, and you're invisible. <laughs> video game jokes. Yeah, video game jokes. I hope I climbed like a good twelve stories up. Yeah, you got that. You got that slow fall now. Why not? Yeah, why not, man? <laughs> so for flavor, you're in a, a haystack, like peering out. And uh, after a while, it takes you know a minute or so because whoever was following you wasn't being super obvious about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do see somebody pass by, looking around as if they have lost you. Yeah. And it looks like the way I would characterize this character is a particularly angry dwarf. <laughs> a particularly angry dwarf. That's the. Those are the words I would choose. <laughs> now, can I identify the, the 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 character as being a dwarf specifically? <laughs> it is of the race dwarf, and it is of the anger particularly. <laughs> I just, you know, like you were being a little vague there, so I didn't want to. No, no, no. no. This is this it. is the most specific I could be. Okay. Drop has only seen one dwarf in his life. They're not native to Lorelei. Okay, all right. So, so this dwarf is looking pretty pissed. Then. He looks mad. He looks, I would say, particularly angry. How does he still remember? <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I remember this guy. I seem, I seem to recall a dwarf very early on in the campaign who got a couple of really positive hand signals. Oh shit. Right. Your monk robes are distinctive, and you are also carrying a bagpipe. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty identifiable, I suppose, if you know what I look like. It is preposterous that we are run into this person again, <laughs> but I am very happy that this happened. <laughs> There's only one major city in Lorelei, so... Ooh, so the question is... The question is what to do about this. Yeah, we're gonna cut away from Drop as he cowers inside of a haystack. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not cowering. As he hides coolly, I am. I am. I am. He is the needle in the haystack, collectedly concealed. Yeah, you're good. Lavinia finishes up her generic, non-copyrighted song. Yes. And can now understand languages. Violet and Elias are standing wherever they want to in relation to this newly freed Modron. I'm just going to be continuing to find things that appear to be either broken or kind of off on the mode run and proceeding to make the repairs look more serviceable than the multiple hack jobs that this thing has received. <laughs> yeah. Hey there, little dude. I am not a dude. My gender is law and my orientation is order. Ah! 
Can we keep him? I am not a him. Can I keep? Can we keep Law? Vi- Violet says, "What are your pronouns?" <laughs> Justice. Oh my god, he's so okay. cute. All right. Uh, I'm done now. <laughs> so, Swift, why were you in this cell in the first place? At least as a mist, you know, doing repairs and Joe being helpful and pointing out problem areas. Heinous criminals imprisoned me in direct violation of statute 4734. Oh, of course, 4734. That is one of my favorite statutes. Oh, could you read it to me? (laughs) (laughs) No person shall unduly interfere with a law enforcement official in the line of duty. Are you a law enforcement official? I am security unit designation Swift Justice. But you're so small. How how big is Swift Justice? Uh, Only slightly bigger than the spherical guys you've done so far. They're all... So small. Yeah, so so like waist height, maybe? He's a little dude. How long have you been working here, Swift? I was reassigned from, 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 from the Temple of Primus ten years ago. So you were here while Detective Carter was working around here? Correct. Could you... Do you know what happened to Detective Carter, Swift? Detective Carter was felled in the line of duty. By the... Criminals! (laughs) Right. (sighs) Do you want to come to the temple with us? (laughs) Unit Swift Justice is no longer authorized to access the temple of Primus. Oh, but I like you and you're small. (laughs) This unit accepts... Your compliments. Aww. Swift, I think the more pressing matter is that there's nobody here in the station. Correct. All employment contracts were terminated upon non-payment. So I'm not sure what your duty is here, given, well, lack of resources and mm, possible ability to enforce the law. My duty is to ensure justice... Oh, Violet speaks up. Wait, wait a minute. I'm I'm a police officer. That means you have to do what I say. That's like literally true. And Violet is kind of like looking around the room, still dazed, but <laughs> she is aware of who she is. What? When were you? When did you become a police officer, Violet? In un- un- Unicornocopia. That's that's what I did. I like protected the law of the forest. Identify yourself by badge number. Sure. 50214. Searching data banks. Beep, beep. <laughs> Confirmed. What? Yeah. Hello, Deputy Lee. <laughs> That's me. I'm Lee. Hello, Deputy Lee. Come with me. We, you're, you're our mascot now. You're coming, you're coming with us on our quest. You have a case? Yes, right on top of me. I insist upon it. And then Violet sort of, like, bends down. Uh, I guess Swift clambers up onto Violet's back? I had no idea this was going to happen. <laughs> We're taking this robot with us. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, this, is this, like, the shitpost version of an episode? This is def- I'm sorry, but this is definitely going to happen. Like, I don't care what we're about to do, but we're bringing the robot with us. Swift climbs up onto Violet's back and is sitting the wrong way and says... Please take me to Evidence Locker to retrieve my Implements of Justice. Ooh, sure. Implements of Justice. Violet, Violet does so. 
she's like, okay, here are the, uh, the lockers. <laughs> you clip clop into the evidence room and uh, mm-hmm. Swift uses its finger, which like does a cool little transformers move as a key and unlocks so cool. one of the security lockers. And inside mm-hmm. there is a very strange object, which it attaches to the chain that is attached to it. Mm-hmm. I remind everybody it was like hoisted by its own chain, which is like hooked onto it, kind of like a wallet chain almost. And the end that isn't hooked into it is like unused now. And it hooks into this thing, which kind of looks like a sword, but instead of having like a sharp blade, it has like a weird flat blade with a bunch of teeth around it. Nice. What's that? This is justice. What does it do? Swift <laughs> Swift flicks a switch on the side and it begins screaming at you. Oh my god. <laughs> you don't really have any frame of reference. The teeth suddenly blur mm. until you can't really see them and it just makes this horrible noise. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off! He has a tiny chainsaw. You can turn it off for now, but we might need it later. Swift turns off its tiny chainsaw, which is definitely what this thing is. Yeah, uh, but we might need it later, so hold on to it. Okay, um, uh, Elias, I, Lee, am asking you, uh, what are we doing next? But we're definitely bringing the robot. There are three open cases for extrajudicial process. What are the cases? Case one. The apprehension of pirates known as the Blackhearts. Case two, apprehension of the pirates led by La Fonda and her accomplice, Violet. I don't know any Violets. All I know is is Miss Lavender Lee over here. Yeah, yeah, whatever. What are the other accomplices for La Fonda? Unknown elf, unknown human, and unknown bullywug. Right. Wow, that's a crazy gang. Huh. Yeah. Well, well, we we don't need that one. But what what you said there were three. We had, those were two. There's a third one. Apprehension of serial killer in connection with rash of murders over previous months. Case number zero three six. Mm. Tell me more about that one. <laughs> I mean, everything it could tell you is the stuff on the board in the other room. But yeah, okay. it elaborates mm-hmm. and says that reward is ten thousand gold pieces payable by oh isaac rosemary who's isaac rosemary uh i think it's pretty common knowledge in lorelei that the rosemary family is the one that controls glitter gold president rosemary oh. is the president of glitter gold oh. isaac is his son well we can't fuck with them i'm not saying this out, out, out loud i'm saying i'm saying i don't know if we can, re- can i don't know if it would be possible to retrieve a reward from the people who are trying to kill us inquire at rosemary manor oh we should go to rosemary manor elias what do you think we should do you're the smart one i think we could possibly do something involving the rosemary as it were yeah. if you say so let's go solve crime <laughs> the mystery machine what are your best leads in that case aside from what has already been uh, established in the detective's room searching databanks lauren do you want to make that beep noise again um i was thinking does he sound more like you know like the computer dial (laughs) tone like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna edit that in but yeah it says one new evidence found poison on blade identified as wyvern 
Oh. Wyvern. That's a that's a scaly boy. <laughs> that is a scaly boy. That's that's the only evidence that you didn't see on the board out there. Quick recap. One murder every day without fail. Murder, single blow from a knife, coated with poison, but the death was always caused by the stab. And all the victims appear to be either financially or politically powerful. Powerful. Right. Was there ever established that they actually found a murder weapon or did they just infer that there was a stab by something that was like a dagger or just a stab wound and poison? No weapon retrieved thus far. Which means that the weapon could simply be natural hmm. on the creature itself. Hmm. That's interesting. Oh, well, yes, you'd be such a good detective. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Are you going to, anybody want to roll nature on wyverns or? Yeah, I will do that. Uh, I'll try. No, oh, crit! Nice crit! <laughs> Violet knows everything about wyverns. Yeah, they're an evil creature. Oh. Chaotic evil by nature. So Violet knows them as a, something to watch out for and kill on sight because she is a good forest cop. Okay. What do they look like? They are very easily confused with dragons. Mm. They look very much like dragons. The differences are they're much smaller. Uh, they don't have front legs. So they have like bottom legs, which with they stand, and then wings. Okay. True dragons have four regular limbs and then wings. Okay. And the other, the other main feature of wyverns is they have a scorpion-like poisonous stinger. And perhaps most importantly, they are not native to Lorelei. Okay. Violet uh, relays this information to the rest of the group. Oh, man, that's real weird. Yep, sure is. Are we killing a wyvern? <laughs> What's going on with this angry dwarf? You are in this uh, hay, and if you do not act, he will eventually get frustrated and leave. I think I can wait it out. You you do so, and when the coast is clear with your mad stealth check, you have no problem just totally leaving him behind as if he had never been following you to begin with. All right. And with your one investigation check you look at the temple of primus and you say that right there that's a temple <laughs> that's a big old cross four entrances north south east west mm -hmm. it's the whole shebang not many people are coming in and out it's also the temple district so there's a temple to garl glitter gold there's a temple to groomsh which is noticeably smaller <laughs> than the really ostentatious glitter gold church mm -hmm. there's a couple very small churches to alona Nothing to loth, though. <laughs> of course. There are drow in the city, but they have the good sense not to try to push that agenda. Right, right, of course. And if and you actually don't see any drow about now that the sun has risen, so they have mm -hmm. any that were on the street are gone now. Right, right, right. Uh, Temple of Primus, uh, can I see any Modron? Are there, like, is it, or is it just kind of like, yep, that's a building. Yep, just a building. It doesn't, you don't see any Modron outside, and you really don't see much traffic in or out, like, every once in a while... Someone like comes in, and then you get the sense that they look at the paintings, and then they leave ten minutes later, maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. It's right. as much a museum as it is a place of worship. Um, hmm. <laughs> it's like a cheap date spot. <laughs> Refresh my memory. What's Alona the god of? Uh, the forest and unicorns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I roll a religion check to see if, if I might be able to recognize a a temple around that might be able to answer questions about my head? <laughs> and about any voices I might be hearing? Religion check? 16. Ooh, that's a very good check. Uh, you definitely don't want anything resembling Groomsh. That's very bad. No. Alona, honestly, probably not your, not your dude. Mm-hmm. Garl Glittergold is a lawful good deity, so that would probably be 
very helpful. Mm-hmm. There's also some smaller sized buildings to Corellin and Sayanine, mm-hmm. which are the elf gods. They're good, uh, but they have a similar kind of uh, vibe to Alona, which is like they really care about forests, right. which might not be helping for your head. <laughs> yeah. Of the temples in front of you, it's going to be either Garo Glittergold's house or the Temple of Primus, which is a law thing. So if you're broken, they'll want to fix you. Right. They're just not good or evil. Right. They ju- they, they do not care about morality. <laughs> All they care about is mm-hmm. fixing. Don't go there. Well, I have to go to the Temple of Primus eventually. Well, yeah. I mean, don't ask them about your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might not be anything wrong with it. I'm not sure I want to go to Glitter Gold either, though, because that sounds like just asking for trouble. That place is popping. There's people in, like, there's it's standing room only. Yeah. You hear, even from the sh- like two blocks away, you hear like, "How great is our God? How great!" <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my lip and just head for the Temple of Primus then. All right, <laughs> I love glitter gold. It's why I picked them. Is because they are so cinnamon roll pure and perfect in all of the lore as written. Mm-hmm. But they're also like they're the best people ever whose symbol is gold, and it's like oh, totally unexamined their whole thing. <laughs> But anyway, so you walk over to the Temple of Primus, like totally unnoticed, un, you know, unaccosted. Mm-hmm. Which entrance do you want to use? If you, you recall, there's kind of the four wings for the four main species. Yeah, there was, there was, what was it? There was Drow, there was Gnome, there was... Kenku and Orc. You assume the Orc was uh, as a consolation for their military right. uh, contributions to society because you don't see any four right. goblins, gnolls, Kuatoa, or any of the yeah, yeah. quote-unquote brutish races. All right. Well, you know, I'm I'm I speak Orcish well. Um, I'm from the Tiger Mountains. I guess I'll take the Orc entrance. Uh, so as you push open the doors and step inside the Temple of Primus, you hear a voice state something in a voice that Drop has never heard, but the audience has. It's a robotic voice, and it says, "Welcome to the Temple of Primus, Drop Goodwood. We have been waiting for you." set my sail fly the wind it will take me back to my home sweet home lie on my back clouds are making way for me I'm coming home sweet home I'd like to thank Overclock Remix for our theme songs, which include Tears and Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War. Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town's theme from Pokemon, and Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail, Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of October 2016 are Joseph Timbrello, Extellaris, King Waza, Jade, Kirsten Haslinger, The Cult of Gorfanax, Tarka, Allison Ansel, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Irving Royale, Athos, Radley, Ingmar Gremmen, 
David Page, The Black Fedora, Mirren Bati, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Paul Mullen, Sarah Handley, Zenith Will Rule, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badgerelise, Dylan, Gary Sayan, Exley, Anna Stuhlfarer, Dash on the Rage Monster, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlotte, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show directly, you can find me at patreon.com slash austinyorski, and you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can also help us spread the word about the show by finding us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, YouTube, or anywhere else and subscribing, commenting, rating, or reviewing us. We also have a fan forum at thefunkyshack.boards.net. Thanks for spending time with us, and have a spooky October.